Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Kemaford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. Why we self-sabotage. Are you doing it too? George wants to double his company's revenue this year. He's been stating this goal for a long time, like the past three years, and he's never achieved it. Why? Because it's not ecologically safe for him to have this outcome. There is a subconscious tug of war that we all experience between our desires and our ecology. Our ecology formed our belief system, our identity, our frame of reference, our capabilities, and it also prevents us from getting what we want until we know how to change it. First, we have to change the present. Let's find out why George isn't getting the doubled revenue that he wants. And here's what we learned when we worked through a basic outcome frame with him. Question, what would you like? His answer, to double revenue this year. Question, what will having that do for you? Answer, I'll feel more secure, be happy, have peace of mind, have less stress, have a cash cushion, feel confident that we got to the next level and the business is scalable, work less, know my team can step up. Note, what he really wants is to feel safe, to let go of control and know it'll all be okay. Do you start to hear that here? Question, how will you know when you have that, specifically, when, he, when I have doubled revenue from last year? Okay, question. So there you are in the future and you have what you want. What risk might you take to ensure this change is going to happen? His answer, I might have to let go of some control, delegate more, promote some high performers, let a few low performance go, let my VP sales run with our plan, stop micromanaging our VP of operations. Ooh, here comes the good stuff. Question, what will likely happen if you don't solve this the way you want? What will be the impact on your business and life? His answer, we'll be stuck in the same rut we've been in for three years. We won't be able to grow the business and we won't be able to sell it for the 70 million plus that we want to. My family members and I won't get to cash out and will one day have to wind the business down without securing our and our children's financial future. Ooh, ow. Question, what might someone have to believe about the world or company or situation to get this? Answer, that this is possible, that they have the team to achieve this outcome, that more clients want what we have, that we can find those clients. Question, what might you have to believe about yourself? His answer, that I can let go and things won't fall apart, that my team wants to rise up. Question, what can you appreciate about the current situation prior to this change? 
what's great about holding on to control, right? In, an, in other words, and his answer, I know what the outcome will be. Even if it isn't what I want, I trust myself and I don't have to rely on others. So from this process, George realized his key issue was fear of letting go of control. And yet he would have to do this to a degree in order to let his team help him double revenue. Now, knowing this intellectually isn't enough. We've all been through this, right? We know we want to make a change, but somehow we can't. So in the thick of battle, George will still default to his controlling behavior because it is rooted in his subconscious mind. So we need to change this. So after I completed the outcome frame, it was time to excavate. And George's controlling behavior, huh, when did it begin? Why was relying on others so threatening? We had to find out. And we did by asking the following questions. Can you recall a time when you didn't feel you had to control things? Was there a major life trauma when your level of controlling increased? Is there a trigger event you experience regularly when your controlling kicks into high gear? Now, the life trauma was the answer. When his parents divorced, George was seven. He then became the man of the house and his father all but disappeared. So little George decided then that he would never be at the mercy of others and such a life altering experience again. He would shape his world and he would keep it in check. Problem is, that strategy no longer works for him. So he asked me to help him change it. And we did a process that we call movie theater, where we guide George through observing his childhood trauma from a distance, then diffusing the beliefs that, that he formed then as a little one. We helped him edit his identity and his belief system, which is one of the deepest levels of change that I mentioned in other podcasts. And it was key to set structures in place to help him change his capabilities and behavior as a leader of the company. So we continued coaching George and began working with his executive team to shift to. The executive team had supported this command and control culture that George had created. So they had to be part of changing the system. And the good news is everybody wanted to. So let's talk about what happened next. Fast forward nine months. George is nearing his fiscal year end. Revenue will double this year, wrapping up at a healthy 22 million. What's next? Now we're going to double the bottom line, increase the asset base in our continuing plan to strengthen George's company. And when George's company is stronger, it'll be ready for acquisition. I would like to see him get 95 million or more for his company instead of his 70 million goal. We've got some work to do to get there. Isn't it fascinating that our company and its performance is directly tied to who we are and what behaviors limit us? We self-sabotage and we don't even know it. The key is to root out the true reasons we aren't getting what we want and clear it. My preference is to use neuroscience techniques to do this. What do you want that you aren't getting? Let's root out the reason together. On the show page, you will see our outcome frame infographic. That is some of the questions I used above. And also a, a graphic of the structure of human behavior that I think will be helpful for you to understand. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people 
crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.